Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Ishan Akbar, your hospitable host as always, and you're listening to 929, a podcast from Fiverr.com. Here's the rules. Give us 9 minutes and 29 seconds of your time and we'll give you a fascinating conversation with a brilliant business leader. You know, many operators for example say that August 2020 was their most profitable month ever. On this week's episode, I'm speaking with Breakfast Club and Butchie's investor and fan favorite of BBC 2's My Million Pound Menu, Mr. Charlie McVeigh. I'm on, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> I'm being interviewed. Charlie has 20 years experience building brands and businesses specializing in bars and restaurants. Since selling the Draft House pub chain to Brewdog in 2018, Charlie has continued to invest and succeed with popular brands. But as the clock is ticking, let's get on with the show. So, Charlie, what is the lesson that you wish to impart on our listeners today? How to survive and thrive in and after COVID. In and after COVID, and in a, in a particular industry? Well, my industry is hospitality, and that's all I pretend to know anything about. So <laughs> let's, let's stick to hospitality. So look, there's a very optimistic message from you, because if you a cursory look at any newspaper or website, will tell you that the hospitality sector is in complete crisis. Uh, you seem to have a bit of a positive outlook on it. What, why is that? Well, there is no question that it faces an existential crisis. And, and in fact, uh, if you'd asked me the question, in August, hmm. I would have been a lot more optimistic. I mean, I, I was listening to uh, a, a, another podcast, an interview with Robin Hudson, who founded Hotel du Vin and uh, the Pig Group uh, yesterday, and it was recorded in August. And he was actually he was actually pretty sunny. Uh, and I think most people who have you know their venues, their pubs, their restaurants uh, outside of London and who are food led uh, are doing pretty well. And I think the government has done a good job. Uh, everyone will say this, but I think the government's done a pretty good job at supporting the industry, so long as, as I say, you're not in central London, or you're not in a financial district, uh, you're not in a place where workers go, yeah. uh, and you are not what we call in the trade wet-led, which is a rather disgusting word, which means that you get most of your, you get most of your revenue from selling alcohol. Right, wet-led, that's something new <laughs> that I've learned. Yeah. Also, wet-led would be useless, actual wet lead, don't you think? <laughs> I, I don't know what actual wet lead would be. <laughs> it, all I know is wet lead in the industry sense is a very good business to be in when you're not in COVID times. But that said, I think, I mean, you know, many operators, for example, say that August 2020 was their most profitable month ever. Wow. Eat out to help out and all these, everyone bursting out of their front door yeah, to go out. Monday to Wednesday. By uh, Dishy Rishi uh, to go out and, and get a ten pound meal, yeah, uh, and boom, you know, it just it just went absolutely nuts. So you know there is opportunity, uh, and even even across the piece, there have been moments when when people have done well. And obviously, if you if you've managed to make that so called pivot uh, into into delivery, then you're you're kind of you know, to a certain extent uh, 
got it covered because you can do either. If someone is listening to this and they're thinking, do you know what? I've actually responded reasonably well in my local area, say, and I've been delivering food to my customers in the local vicinity. I now want to take my business to the next level. Would someone like you here on a podcast, it's such a good opportunity to hear the kind of things that you'd be looking for or the kind of things that are red flags to you. Do you mind summarising that for us? What would you be looking for if you're going to invest in a business that wants to grow? I, I would want to see a, a business which is already thriving in doing whatever it's doing in its one site or out of its food van or out of its dark kitchen or, or, or whatever it might be. And I'd like to, I'd like to see a leader in that business who can inspire people so that we know we can get more people to replicate whatever it is they're doing uh, in that food van or dark kitchen or, or site. Uh, because what I know and what I can help them with is there's plenty of money out there for, for good concepts. There's plenty of empty sites. You know, there's plenty of great people around. But if, if the existing model is not super exciting in its one site, or two-site uh, domain, uh, then I think we're going to have an issue uh, with trying to make I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not in the business right now because there's plenty of great businesses out there. If your business isn't making money at the moment, if it's not really exciting from a financial point of view and, and, and churning out a lot of cash, then close it and do something else because you, you really can in this market. Or get out of hospitality uh, because you know, it, it may not be for you because there are opportunities now. Have you seen any businesses in 2020 that responded in the way that you are hoping that people will. Have you seen any that caught your attention where you thought they've responded? Full disclosure, as you said at the beginning, I mean, I, I'm, I'm an investor and chairman of a, a, uh, a fried chicken business called Butchies, founded by a, uh, a, bear, of a, a bear of a man of a Dubliner uh, called Garrett Fitzgerald. He decided, you know, on March 23rd or whatever it was, that he wasn't going to close. And he just, he never closed for a day. Right. Uh, and none of their sites closed. And we, we, we actually double the size of the business during lockdown. Wow. Uh, because we opened up a number of new sites because the demand for our delivery fried chicken was so immense uh, that, and of course we didn't serve a single customer face-to-face. Um, everything was through delivery. We, we had, you know, as I did with many, many of my contacts, uh, you know, we had a lot of traumatic conversations because we could see this thing was coming in mid-March, you know, we didn't really know what to do. And then we just decided, but we could see also our delivery sales were going like that. They were just going through the roof. And so we got, all we need to do, we just have somehow, somehow, we have to stay open. Yeah. Because if we can stay open, we'll make a lot of money. Uh, and, you know, God bless him. He actually managed to find staff uh, to come in through the empty streets when you, know, you weren't really allowed to ride the tube unless you were an essential worker and all the rest of it. He got people to struggle in. We opened the sites. And he's, in my view, he's a hero. You know, he did an incredible job. You know, that's the kind of thing where, you're, where your culture is built as a company. You know, it's like, we never close for a day. In terms of the future of hospitality, when you look beyond the immediate future of post-COVID, say five to 10 years' time, as an investor, as a chairman of chains, where do you see the sector headed? I, I, I like to think, I mean, I'm, I, I'm an optimist, as, as you've already said, uh, and, and I like to think that the new normal won't be that different to the old normal. Uh, uh, Interesting, and, okay. uh, I, I like to think that people almost more so will want to hang out together, do stuff together. I would imagine that, that, that you know, as, as, as before, uh, so in the future, uh, that we will see anything that's what's known as experiential, which is a terrible word. Uh, and for me, experiential can mean anything from, you know, what they call competitive socializing, you know, going to one of these uh, flight club to play darts or, or going to putt chat to play golf. 
you know, mini golf against one yeah. another. But it can also just be going to an amazing restaurant where they really look after you. And you just have a fabulous time. You know, you leave going, yeah. oh, I can't wait to be able to go back there again. You know, uh, and and you know, I, I I don't think it's going to be that different. Here's one thing I'm very interested in. Obviously, you've got a real track record of managing these brilliant businesses, very high quality food, high quality drinks. I want to know what is Charlie McVeigh's guilty pleasure? What is the food that's a bit dirty? He doesn't really want people to know, but he's about to reveal it on nine twenty nine. I have no top and no bottom with food. I mean, I I, I like I like literally all food. Right. <laughs> the, the thing that I used to do uh, when I was a student, and actually I I I, I look back on it really fondly, yeah. was um, if I was if I was really hungover, I would get a, a tin of, of of Heinz macaroni cheese, and a tin of Heinz baked beans, and some chili sauce, and I would mix the whole thing up in a pot. Oh, wow. <laughs> Grate some cheese on top, put it in the oven, and, and grat, you know, gratinate. Uh, what do you call it? Gratinate it, uh, yeah. and then and then and then eat that. And that was the most delicious thing ever. And I don't think it gets any lower than that, you know. <laughs> so someone's into this podcast and they're thinking, right, Charlie, you sold it to me. I get it. I feel optimistic now as well. What is your advice for the first thing they should do? Just get out there and and and, and dream and have a go. That's what I say. Charlie, thank you so much. That was such an inspiring chat. Your optimism is seriously infectious. <laughs> thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you very much, Charlie, for coming on the show and sharing his insightful and important tips. Now, just before I let you go, 929 is a Fiverr podcast. Remember, go back and indulge in our back catalogue of wonderful interviews from Series 1 and 2. Remember to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts. I've been Ishan Akbar. Thanks for listening.